Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by Brighton-born and London-based singer-songwriter Vega Sanchez, also known as Salt Ashes, who just released an intoxicating new single, Heart Attack, which we're going to be chatting about today. Vega, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be catching up today and uh yeah, likewise. <laughs> where whereabouts in london are you are you calling from and, and what have you been up to so far this week so i'm i am actually currently a, re- a brighton resident again oh, okay um, yeah i've been flipping to and from so i'm calling from um east sussex at the moment cool, cool. uh living with my mum at the moment bless her yeah yeah good old mum you got to do it sometimes yeah. don't you so yeah i'm in, in, in sunny brighton cool Cool. And have you had a busy week so far? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been quite busy. We've had the the single release, which was released a couple of weeks ago. And then today, the music video is actually coming out. So it's been awesome. um busy time just with the with the campaign and yeah. getting everything sorted there, which Great. is, yeah, it's been it's been good so far. Great. And, and what's the response been like to the to the new track from your fans? It was was it released on the 16th of Feb? Was that is that right? um you probably know better than me <laughs> yeah 16th of feb let's it's go been out a couple of weeks yeah yeah it was a couple of weeks ago yeah um yeah really good really good it's always nerve-wracking putting music out mm. there um no matter how many times you've done it uh so it's nice to to get positive feedback from yeah, yeah. the people who have been following me for you know since the start which is yeah it's yeah, good absolutely um vega if you wouldn't mind for our listeners i guess if you can explain um what the track's about heart attack um and and the kind of vibe you went for on there and I guess a little bit about how it came together from a from a sort of creative perspective yeah it's the song is um ultimately it's about sort of pure forbidden desire and Mm, lust mm. um and it I wrote it maybe last year and it was I wrote it to this really rubbish demo that I'd made and I and I wrote the song really quickly in a day and just I do that sometimes where I just write the song and then I just kind of forget about it Mm. because I'm I'm always thinking that it's rubbish and um, but I took it to my to my producer and um, maybe about six months later, he was like, "Why have you not played me this song before?" I was like, "Because it's not very good." Um, but w- you know, when, once we worked together on it, and he mm. um, added his kind of take on it, and we made it that this kind of um, pulsating electronic and yeah. kind of vibe, um, and made it quite dark. Uh, that's when I was like, oh, "Okay, I hear it now. I hear, I hear the potential." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes um, it just takes so, a little bit of input from elsewhere to make you realise, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm my own worst enemy. I often, whenever I write songs, think instantly that it's terrible, and it always needs someone else to just tell me that it's not. <laughs> yeah, the validation's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just give me the validation. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where it was born, and then. Um, yeah, Louis and I, who's my who's my producer, mm. we just spent a couple of days really just getting it together. Um, did a vocal at home, and um, here we are. So, yeah, yeah and the, the the music video video is out today, and that's um, that's uh, I think the the sort of most proud part of this whole thing even even to do with the single. Like, I love mm. the music video that we've just created. Like, it's uh, the art the direction behind it from um the director was just 
so powerful and well i mean hopefully again i need that validation from <laughs> from my fans once it's out there and they've seen it <laughs> well i'm sure you'll get that and um and i'll certainly be checking it out today it sounds great um i know you released an album uh late 2021 killing my mm. mind um which performed very well in the pop club charts um did you approach this latest track differently to previous projects do you feel like you've kind of changed your process maybe a little bit or or not really you know, with, with the album, that was kind of its own little entity. In fact, you know, we were, we were in lockdown at that time. Yes, yeah. I think we were all mentally going through, you know, all the different things. The weird time, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was kind of a whole unique process within itself, just because Louis and I were feeling very similar things. We, we got ourselves into a little bubble mm. and just spent the time in the studio and, um, developed the approach of just writing whatever came out and not thinking about it too much mm. and then we also did use a lot of sounds from his studio and from his um his home just by like by like recording yeah. sort of things around there mm-hmm. and we, we we yeah it was it was more of a uh organic approach in the respect of not worrying too much about that outcome yes. essentially yeah. and actually i think it made for something quite special within itself whereas this record um i think we we definitely brought back some of the sounds from earlier earlier releases like cut you with a kiss which wasn't on any album Mm -hmm. but that the kind of um more dance influence but quite dark sounds Um, that kind of dr- the driving, pulsing mm-hmm. sense, um, which I, I'm not sure we had too many of in the second album. The second album, I felt like, had a slightly more 80s influence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, We're, I think this is a standalone single as well. And um, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to be on any kind of EP or album either. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a weird time, wasn't it? And I think a lot of singer-songwriters... Um, because they weren't necessarily thinking about writing songs for radio or to play live at the time, because obviously everything kind of shut down. Everyone kind of um, started writing music and putting out tunes that kind of reflect themselves a little bit more. And and, and now it's got back to, okay, let's write and put out songs for, for the audience and that people, you know, that might want to be played on the radio, you know, that kind of stuff. So the dynamics changed, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to talk about um, your previous release as well, if that's all right, Vega. Didn't see it coming, um, which was featured on Elton John's uh, Rocket Hour radio show. Um, I mean, what a moment that must have been for Elton to, to play. That was absolutely mental. It yeah. came out of nowhere as well. I just got this random email from someone, not even not even through my Salt Ashes email address. It was from my private email address. And so I thought it was just some random, I don't know, I don't know what I thought. I thought, is this a, just some hoax scam email <laughs> thing? Um, and it was obviously, it was from Elton John's producer. Oh, wow. Radio producer just saying that we want to play the, the song. And I thought, this is not real. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sent through all of the photos with the artwork and, and logos and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this, this is, is real. real. But yeah. until it actually happened, until we actually heard him say my name and play the music i there was a slight suspicion in with, within me thinking that it wasn't naturally, real <laughs> naturally i think yeah 
Yeah, it was it was um, it was great. Yeah, really yeah. really really happy about that. Yeah, amazing. What what a platform to kind of uh, to, for everyone to listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, your music itself kind of fuses together a range of influences. Like uh, it's got a kind of Depeche Mode vibe, Bjork, Change, um, and like you said, it's it's kind of electronic dance, but with a, a kind of dark disco flair. Um, were those the, the kind of artists you were listening to growing up, Vagrant? And did you always know that you wanted to pursue a career in music? Yeah, I mean, gr- growing up, I was listening to a lot of, uh, well, change in specifically. But mm. I mean, the thing is, I listened to all different kinds of stuff because I didn't really mm. come from a musical family. So we would tend to listen to what was ever, whatever was on the radio. Yeah. And then I have an older brother and sister, much older than me. They're 10 and 8 years older than me. So anything that they were listening to, I was obviously forced to listen to. Mm. So that that was people from like Nirvana, Coldplay, Oasis to yeah. um, TLC and Lauren Hill from my sister's side. Quite a broad range. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was very, very broad. And then I don't think my I sort of delved into sort of the stuff that I or didn't try and discover what I really loved until um, until I went to well college and uni and music Mm. and really studied music then and that's where i found the likes of depeche mode and change Mm. and um york and jeff buckley specifically but again i think my musical tastes have always been very very broad i don't think i could ever say that there's one particular genre that i've fallen in love with Mm. um but yeah that's where my my love for music um came from really it was just for, well from a very young age and just constantly singing from from the moment that I could yeah. and then realizing that oh maybe I can actually make this a career um and going to BIM which is in Brighton mm-hmm. the music um uni there and then um yeah kind of taking a little bit more seriously in that moment songwriting was when that came thinking like ah oh, I can't just I can't just do this just by being a singer or I could, but actually I don't want to just be a singer. I want to start songwriting as yes. well. Yeah. So the songwriting came quite a bit later. I'd say it okay. wasn't something that I did from a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. And and what is your sort of your process when it comes to, to writing songs Vega? I, I imagine it's something that varies depending on, on the type of track you're working on. Um, but yeah. do you have a particular sort of process or starting point with respect to, you know, does it start with, a melody or some chords or is it a bit more lyric driven for you yeah yeah for me it's more it usually starts with melody and chords or melody in a track or yeah, something yeah. like that and then and then the lyrics will come after um it could be sort of um yeah start with a strong melody then then create some lyrics to mm. that and then move on to the verse after that or it could be sometimes i create the whole pretty much the whole song with just melody alone mm-hmm which can be good but can also be quite limiting um mm, mm. in terms of finding the right lyrics that go with that so it, it just yeah it really it really depends sometimes I'll, I'll start i'll sing a melody and the lyrics come out instantly mm. so it's quite different and it's also uh varies depending on what instrument i use so I, sometimes yes. i I write on the piano or guitar and sometimes I go through phases of just writing on the guitar, you know, and I don't even want to touch the piano for like six months. Um, So yeah, it's very, it's very different. And yeah, if I'm collaborating with someone as well, we might start with a a track and build up, you know, a whole kind of vibe of the track before we even begin touching any melodies. Yeah. 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 For your single, uh, didn't see it coming. You worked with Dimitri Tickovoy. Um, Mm. 
Grammy nominated producer and DJ. He's worked with some some huge names I'm reading here. How did that collaboration come about? Well, Dimitri and I actually worked together uh, a couple of times about about ten years ago. Okay. Um, but uh, we, we yeah we got into the studio. We did a couple of sessions. It went really well. But then um, I went through um, quite a. My, my dad died actually around that time, and um, so obviously after that point, I I stopped all of my um, sort of collaborations for a while, and we yeah. never picked it back up. But then we saw each other at one of my friends uh band they're called black honey an amazing incredible band yeah. that are doing really well at the moment they supported liam gallagher at the o2 and i oh, went nice. to see them there and dimitri actually is their producer and works with them so we reconnected i think last year and sort of went well what happened with you know what why how come we didn't finish that those two tracks that we started then we realized yeah. it's because my of my dad's death and yeah. we're like oh my god let's let's start up again so it was basically just a random re-meeting yeah um and then we got into the studio wrote that song in a day finished it in a se- in a second day and it was um it was amazing actually it was like one of those moments where you think oh my god all this time that we could have been working together yeah. <laughs> we you know we had a really strong connection when it um comes to music and understanding what well him specifically understanding yeah. my vision and if i'm saying oh, i want a sound that sounds like he knows exactly yeah, what i mean yeah. <laughs> rather than making something which sounds like a big fart yes, so yes. you know <laughs> so yeah it was really good um really good process and hoping we can do something again together soon yeah awesome yeah it's definitely important isn't it to have that that connection um of the someone needs to interpret whatever you is in your brain and, and, really and all the rest yeah it. yeah um do you have uh, someone that you work with regularly a producer um like just on your mm-hmm. usual tracks or is it Dimitri yeah. you'd obviously would like to work with again I would, I would yeah I would love to work with Dimitri again we have been trying to get something in the diary but, but he's been so busy with all of his stuff yeah, and yeah. and then it's been sort of um you know not working with my dates but the pe- the producer that I normally work with is, is a, a guy called Louis Soyev who I've mm-hmm. worked with since since Cut You With A Kiss so that was like before maybe two singles before the last album okay um and we are now just really really good friends and can just sort of pick anything up wherever and we often work um separately as well and then come together we send each other bits and it's it's a nice working relationship that we have going but it's it's also really nice to work with other people every now and then too of course yeah um which is why the dimitri thing was was really good and i think sometimes you can get quite almost too comfortable with with people mm-hmm. and maybe you don't push each other as much as you maybe once did yeah. um and you need to have a little like a little break from each other it's almost like a working marriage you know i do yeah. feel like we are sort of um yeah work husband and wife yeah. <laughs> and we get annoyed with each other and then we get complacent and you know um all of that kind of stuff yeah, that yeah. in a relationship so i think sometimes it's nice to leave have a bit of a break yeah. you miss each other and then you come back and then it's all and then great you're, again. And you're on a roll again yeah 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 absolutely um i want to talk a little bit about uh performing live as well i understand mm. you've done your fair share of of touring already which yeah. is amazing um supporting gold frap which is amazing um yeah. and at the end of last year you did a performance at london's grace um which sounds sounded like it, it went off um mm-hmm. 
have you got any other live plans on the horizon or or upcoming that you're that you're looking forward to yeah we're well with no dates in the diary at the moment but i'm hoping to do another london headline show and also a brighton headline show because i haven't played brighton in so long obviously Mm. living here at the moment i feel like i should get something in the diary but yeah no dates yet but it is in the works amazing amazing yeah (laughs) and and what else are you looking forward to for the rest of this year music wise and otherwise is there anything that you're um, particularly excited for I mean just just continuing to make music I think um I've kind of got into a, a really nice groove with songwriting at the moment and I've got some really in my opinion cool songs coming out um which are quite raw so that again that's yeah. going to be quite nerve-wracking to put to put out because they're quite close to my heart in terms of the the subjects and lyrical content um and I think it's a slight um move on from well progression from what I have released mm-hmm. so I don't think I don't think I've released anything like this as in my next couple of singles so I'm really looking forward to that and then yeah really looking forward to getting some more dates in the diary um and hopefully some festivals this year potentially yeah um That'd be amazing. but yeah just just making more playing more and having most importantly having fun with it yeah absolutely absolutely do you envisage yourself um doing a bit more collaboration with other artists as well potentially is that something you're quite open to yeah i mean i haven't really thought about it recently but i'm always open to that i think it's collaborating is is brilliant because you just never know what you're going to come up with and people always inspire different things inside you so you yeah it's writing by yourself and writing with other people is completely different um and i think it's it's really good you end up pushing each other which is something that you don't necessarily do by yourself so i'm very open to that for sure amazing amazing um i'm gonna uh let you go soon but i'm gonna finish on Mm -hmm. a slightly loaded question um what kind of uh, what would be the, the the biggest sort of bit of advice you would give to a kind of aspiring emerging um artist who's who's looking to to break into the into the music industry it's obviously it's it's tough and and you've been doing it a few years now and i'm sure there's been some ups and downs but what would be um the kind of yeah the best bit of advice you would give to someone trying to trying to seek out the same kind of career i uh, yeah i would say um to really first of all before you start working with anyone is to really understand yourself what kind of artist you want to be and actually really take the time to decide that for yourself so understand what artist you want to be how you want to represent yourself um what your vision is for you as an artist so that when you do begin to work with people that is a clear vision that everyone can get on board with and no one can then sway that because what happens is there's so many opinions in the music industry even with people who have your best interests at heart everyone has a very very strong opinion about what kind of music you should create put out there what kind of image but if you are very sure on what you want and how you want to represent yourself then and and you and you stick with that then yes. there's no, not going to be any moments of, oh, I shouldn't have listened to that person mm-hmm. because you've spent the time to really trust yourself because you can't really, it, it's, you never really know which way to go. But I, I basically, I found on many occasions I've gone not with my gut, but I've gone with the opinions of other people mm-hmm. and always regretted it. Yeah. 
you know yeah. and so yeah. i think i think just really fully understand you as an artist and trust yourself more than anybody and trust your gut yeah yeah, yeah. And because you can't blame it you can't blame other people and then start regretting the fact that you listen to other people it's a hard it's a really really hard industry if you can stay grounded and really keep your head on your shoulders mm. and is that without saying head on your shoulders yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep your feet on the ground head on your shoulders yeah, whatever yeah. it is um then it's going to really help you don't get swept away by all of the promises yes. and everything that even to this day to this day after 10 years of being in in this industry i still get people trying to sell me god knows what and it, i could have had every opportunity to just be like oh my god this is going to happen and then when it doesn't happen you get you get crushed yes, so yes. i'm always very very grounded very until the, the thing has happened or signed sealed delivered i'm like you know i'm yeah. saying yeah stay humble yeah absolutely stay humble absolutely completely stay humble um yeah. it's gonna get you through it. and also just and be nice mm -hmm. be nice to everybody mm -hmm. you work with mm -hmm. because that gets you a long long way i think that's a very sound bit of advice vega and mm -hmm. uh obviously your vision is is very clear um and, i mean that's that's obvious and mm -hmm. um and uh i think that's i think that's a quite a nice place for us to wrap it up but yeah. um that's uh yeah that's great i mean best of luck with everything you've got going on at the moment it sounds like there's lots of uh exciting things on the horizon so um thanks, yeah Bobby. really appreciate it thanks for taking the time to chat with me no it's been a pleasure thank you and um hopefully the next time we catch up there were be a lot more for us to uh, to chat about so yeah. yeah and let me know what you think of the music video when you yes, see it absolutely will do <laughs> all, right. all right all right for the purposes of the uh, podcast we'll say our goodbyes now and uh, hopefully catch up very soon thanks colby thanks so much vega take care headliner radio supporting the creative community